Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Perloff thinks that the Oregon Ducks are going to be tight in this upcoming game against Colorado. Yeah, but listen, that doesn't mean they're going to lose or anything. It just means I think the pressure, this is a lot of pressure. This, this is, is not a normal want, game. Though. This is, as I can speak for my Ducks, which is a lot of eyeballs. I think that the Ducks have always had everything, right? They've always had the money. They've had the recruiting. They've had talent. But when's the last time, like, wow. the national stage was just all focused I mean, totally on Oregon? Certainly last year well, uh, for yeah. the Georgia game, and it was a disaster. That's I what I worry about. Well, but that was week one. It's right out of the shoot. Uh, I mean, Oregon. They rebounded uh, really ton, nicely. Tons of big national games, and I don't know. I just think this is so different, though. And Bo Nix has a lot of pressure on him. He's got to be elite here. Like, he can't. He can't have an, uh, a so, ho-hum so, game yeah. at all. Even if they win, he can't have a so-so game. He's got to show out here. Okay, great. Are we ready to go? Fantastic. All right, to turn our attention to all things college football, we welcome in college football writer for The Athletic. It's our pal Stuart Mandel. Stuart, thanks so much for the time. How you doing? Hey, guys. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. I mean, couldn't have guessed that we'd be talking about Colorado, Oregon as much as we have. It's it's Tuesday, and we are already big time uh, previewing that game. Perloff thinks that Oregon could be tight. What do you think? Um, you know, this is the game. Well, I feel like every week people are like, oh, this is the week Colorado's going to get exposed and Coach Prime's going to go down and all that. But it's a huge point spread, and it's really just a whole other level of, of uh, quarterback that – Colorado's got a face. Now I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Bo Nix and Shador go head to head on the same field because, and I know, you know, Perloff watches these games solely through NFL draft prospects, yeah. right? And, you know, which one's going to get drafted higher and Shador's first round, seen as a first round guy now. But, you know, if if nothing else, it should be like a, uh, you know, that we, we joke that the Pac 12 has become what the Big 12 used to be all offense, no defense. And, and this could certainly be a game like that. Well, Stu, we've been watching Bo Nix since you and I worked together at Sports Illustrated in 2005. <laughs> I think he was a sophomore at the time. How does the it, cover. How does he usually respond to the, I mean, listen, it's, every game is different, but how does he usually respond to these big moments? I'm thinking about that really tough Georgia game, obviously, a lot of tough Georgia games, but he's been in some huge SEC battles. Do you think he, we see the best Bo Nix, or is it possible this spotlight gets to him? It, it seems to me that at this point, we can't even really look at the Auburn tenure because he's just such a different player now at mm. Oregon. Uh, he performed very well in the big games last year. The thing that the thing that became a meme when he was at Auburn is he was just so roller coaster, right? He mm -hmm. was, you know, just when you people start to get their hopes up there, he'd go out and have a clunker of a game. And that just hasn't been the case at Oregon. He's been that guy for the most part. He's been that guy we can. 
week out. Stuart Mandel is joining us from The Athletic. I'm sorry. No, I say it's an interesting draft. I think both these guys could be first-round picks, too. I know you don't like to project, but as far as first-round talent, I mean, we it's very possible. Don't you guys think that we're watching two first-round quarterbacks on Saturday? When I see, I mean, from what, and it's only been three games, but from what I've seen of Shador Sanders, yes, he's, he is definitely in that group. Um, you know, everybody says Caleb, obviously number one, and then Drake may, um, and I don't know how like locked in stone Drake may is as number two or not. You'd have to talk to some, some better draft experts than me, but yeah, I think Shador's, you know, uh, makes so many big time throws. Um, you know, the kind of guy just puts his team on his, on his back. Bo Nix, you know, it's hard to say, um, I mean, he came back to school because I don't think he would have been a first round pick in this past draft. Um, but now you're getting another year of film on him. Um, you know, one thing that's really stood out about him last year was how good he is on the deep ball. Um, and I was a little worried coming to season that might had such a good offensive line last year and they lost a lot of talent and experience off it. I thought, well, what if they can't protect him as well? But so far, at least through his first three games, that hasn't been an issue. Stuart Mandel is joining us from The Athletic. You want to watch the show, come on in, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Before we get to more games for the weekend, we got to ask you about what's going on with Mel Tucker and Michigan State. They sent him a notice of termination after he allegedly harassed an anti-sexual assault activist who was contracted to work with the football team. Brenda Tracy goes around the country talking to football programs and other programs about her own... um, surviving a gang rape um, and she's worked with a lot of football teams and now this situation with Mel Tucker has gotten really really messy. Uh, They're saying Stu that they are intend to fire him because the conduct it's for conduct which constitutes moral turpitude. He brought public disrespect, contempt or ridicule upon the university. They're not really even talking about alleged harassment they're talking about just the reflection on the university it's it, it, st- it stood out to me do you think that michigan state is going to be able to terminate him um for those reasons well obviously i think everything changed for them once the story got out there was going to be this hearing on october 5th and 6th and i think they would have saw that through and it would have remained private but then the story got out in usa today and the, you know, we've been we've been saying that what, before he actually officially got fired. I mean, many of us would say like his even his version of events, his his you know the if you believe him at his word of the kind of the best case scenario was still pretty bad. Yeah, and they laid it out. I thought pretty well in that letter. I think you know you saw Mel Tucker's response today. Like clearly, once they actually go through the termination, he's going to sue them. He has like seventy million dollars on the line, and they're going to bet that you know. That what we wrote, what they wrote in that letter constitutes a violation of that clause in the contract. It's a very vague clause that, and there is a clause like that in pretty much every coach's contract. It kind of gives the school wide latitude to determine, you know, what what constitutes uh, moral turpitude. But I think that that's pretty strong case. And also, I mean, you know, maybe they end up settling for some reduced amount of money. You know, they'll, they'll have to go through the whole process. But I, I figured once it came out publicly, and, and in particular, once Mel Tucker responded to the initial report, basically went like on attack against Michigan State. I said, well, he, that's somebody who knows he's not coming back. And he's trying to get his side of the story out there. And he's probably going to sue them eventually. 
Uh, not to be cynical about this, but what is the sort of struggles with Michigan State football? How does that fit into all this? I mean, there are a lot of people who are saying, well, if the team was doing great, then maybe they would view the whole situation differently. I think that that's true with, with any of these coaches that any coach that gets in trouble, if they're, you know, Rick Pitino and their national championship Hall of Fame coach, it kind of magically goes away. And if it's a situation where, and in particular at Michigan State, where I think they gave him this huge contract based off basically two thirds of a season. And then last year was disappointing. It's almost like a relief among Michigan state fans that they were able to get out of it. And it's impossible to say, but one thing obviously that, you know, goes, you have to say with Michigan state is there have been so many scandals there recently, most notably Larry Nasser, And you, and you said it best, Maggie, he is accused of sexually harassing a sexual assault awareness advocate just the the optics of that are so mind-numbing that i do wonder if it wouldn't have mattered how he's doing on the field yeah Stuart. i mean you cover college football for as long as you have you've been around you've covered some really crazy scandals i mean everything that's run a very uh a long spectrum and a wide spectrum of scandals how stunning is this this sort of fall from grace for mel tucker bizarre there's no other way to put it i mean in two years time less than two years time he went from everybody's hot coaching to i mean one of the reasons he got that big contract if you remember was that was the season when usc had already fired clay halton and was going to be hiring the next coach who ended up becoming lincoln riley and mel tucker was rumored to be one of the candidates so that's why they gave him that huge contract just so to go from hey this would be a great hire for usc to out of a job two years later where he cost himself the job is astonishing. Turning our attention to this weekend of college football, I mean, the games are ridiculous. One game I wanted to ask you about, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Uh, we have not really seen like a great Ohio State team so far this year. Uh, is there is there a chance they put it all together? Uh, you know, I feel like they're a totally different team than we've seen in the last three years against what looks like a really great Notre Dame team. I kind of lean Notre Dame here, Stuart. It definitely feels a lot different than, for instance, going into their game last year. I mean, Sam Hartman has changed the whole perception of Notre Dame. It's been so long since they had an elite quarterback. Brian Kelly won a lot of games there where his best quarterback, I think, was that one season with Deshaun Kaiser, right? It was it was guys like Ian Book and Jack Cohn. And so in comes Sam Hartman. And for once, they have a quarterback who we think is comparable, if not better, to Ohio State's quarterback. That's a much different equation. Now, I do think Ohio State's defense is a lot better this year from what we've seen so far. So this will be a big test for Sam Hartman. But, I mean, I can honestly say it feels like a toss-up game. I would not have said that about an Ohio State-Notre Dame game anytime recently. Stuart, the one game that you think has the biggest ramifications for the college football playoff, I mean, I think we can circle two for sure, which would be Florida State-Clemson and also Alabama and Ole Miss. Florida State Clemson is a big one because after coming out of the LSU game week one, everybody started pointing to Florida State as a national championship contender. And Clemson obviously lost to Duke the next night, and we were all down on Clemson. So Florida State, a little bit of a scare against Boston College. Not a little bit, a lot of a scare last week against Boston College. This is the key game. Uh, And it's been a while since Florida State beat Clemson. But this time, I think people are expecting them to beat Clemson. And... You know, if they lose, now both those teams have a loss already. 
uh, it's kind of gives the ACC no margin for error. Man, I watched that BC game, Stuart. Was that just um, an anomaly? How close? A couple calls go a different way. Florida State could have lost to Boston College. It makes me wonder. I'm, there are all these Big Ten games this weekend, too. Is the ACC really on par with the SEC and the Big Ten right now? I know Florida State beat LSU, but that BC game made me nervous. The SEC has really struggled this year. Yeah. Um, you know, in non-conference play. And, of course, at the end of the season, if Georgia wins the national championship, nobody's going to remember that. But as a whole, you know, the Pac-12 has had a much better start to the season than the SEC. Um, you know, I think the ACC has has been better this year than they have been recently. Um, the BC game was weird for Florida State. I mean, I think anytime you go on the road in conference, it's not really about style points. But they absolutely could have lost that game. And in fact, BC, I think, set a school record for penalties and still almost had a chance to win the game. So I'm curious to see. Also, if I'm Florida State, I'd be a little uh, miffed at the schedule makers. Why are they playing back-to-back uh, conference road games in the in the first month of the season? That means they've only played one home game so far because the LSU game was in Orlando. But obviously the game with the biggest impact on the Final Four is Colorado-Oregon because we all know the way the world's going. I mean, how shocked would you be if Dion pulled off the upset here in Eugene? I'm done being shocked by Dion. Uh, <laughs> I... I I, I'm not kidding you guys. I went to the TCU game and the night before I'm with some writers and we actually made the analogy of like, could this be like the Bishop, Bishop Sycamore game? Like that's oh. how little confidence I had in Colorado. And then, wow. you know, saw what they came out and did. So I'm not <laughs> going to rule them out now that, you know, it wasn't, um, I mean, first of all, Travis Hunter injury is a big deal because they have other receivers but he's, you know, locked down cornerback and you're going against Oregon. Troy Franklin's a great receiver. So that's a, that's a, you know, I wish we were seeing them at full strength, but yeah, I, I mean, it would be, I, I think most of us expect this is the week where they go down, but if he pulls it off again, man, the story just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And by the way, the following week against USC at home, if they win this game, it's going to, it's going to be like a higher TV rating than, than the college football playoff. <laughs> it's just going to be insane. <laughs> I'm like, is there someone more famous that can show up at the game besides The Rock? Like, yeah. they already had The Rock, already came for the Colorado State. I don't know. How do you get more famous? Like, Oprah is going to be there? I don't know. But, Stu, you just realized. Beyonce. Beyonce is going to do the halftime show. <laughs> Stuart, you realize what you just did. You know that Dion has people who are just surfing the internet all day looking for bulletin board material. And you saying that the you and the fellow writers thought this could be a Bishop Sycamore situation. Yeah, yeah I probably means, shouldn't have admitted that out loud. <laughs> you just made it personal, uh, as Dion would say. Stuart Mandel, of course, we, we joke, uh, from The Athletic. Thank you so much, Stuart. We'll talk to you soon. Enjoy the weekend. All right. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the weekend. It's Tuesday. I didn't realize yeah, I, I just know. said that. All right, one more team. Let's not discount my Penn State and the Lions. I know. Big game this week. If they could take out Iowa, easy sailing to the Final Four, baby. <laughs> well, there's, they're number seven now. I think they move up to five this week, and then they have Ohio State and Michigan. Ohio State, that Ohio State-Notre Dame game at 730, is there a chance? We've been talking about Ohio, yeah. Ohio State might not be that good. In South Bend. Um, it's possible. I, I, I they definitely have not looked like the Ohio State teams of the past. Okay, I love so, Ryan Day, but this is not the same team. I think two things that yeah. happen preseason that are starting to maybe rear their ugly head, where I was told, don't worry, don't worry, and it yeah, was yeah. quarterback competitions at both Ohio State and Alabama. 
and these two teams that took forever to name their starters, not because they were trying to play like, you know, some kind of jujitsu with their opponent for week one. It was simply because they couldn't name a starter because nobody had come out and really grabbed the job. But Alabama, though, it's they can't run the ball either. They're, they're really not playing issues. great defense. Yeah. I mean, this is the first time Nick Saban's number 13. You remember the last time that happened? No, you don't. Yeah, probably never happened. Because it never happened. Not <laughs> so, with Nick Saban. This is the worst Nick Saban team. Probably the worst. Ohio State's number six. is Probably the worst modern era Ryan, Ryan Day team. Yeah, I, I think it's really interesting. So my hometown team of Penn State and Indy Lions yeah. is probably going to go on a run here. Coming up, we have the one team that's at a crossroads. So which direction will they choose? Perloff and I have that for you right after this. This show is sponsored in part by BetterHelp. Do you ever find that just as you were trying to fall asleep, your brain suddenly won't stop talking? Do your thoughts start racing right before bed or at other inopportune moments? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you could get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental peace an emotional piece. And you know, we've all been through some really unpredictable times, especially over the last few years, and it's not a sign of weakness to ask for help. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So all you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash M&P today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash M&P. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Man, it's um, unbelievable. Even people who do not believe in the Colorado Buffaloes, I think, are nervous picking against them against Oregon. Stu Mandel just said he compared them to Bishop Sycamore, the fake high school, before the first game against TCU. Yeah, the one that lost to IMG Academy like 96 to nothing or whatever. I have to admit, I do have a, I do have a problem, and maybe this is going to be personal. What's this that? idea that this game is going to hinge on Travis Hunter, I feel like that narrative being... I mean, it was a 14-and-a-half-point spread as before the Colorado State game. Without Travis Hunter, like, if they lose by 30, 
It's not going to be because Travis Hunter was there or not there. I don't think it's not because of one person that's a non-quarterback. That'd be crazy to say in any football game, but just because of Hunter's like, he is very important to what they're doing. Is he though? I mean, listen, he went out, he went out last week on, on offense. They kept, they offense moved the ball is gonna really be fine. They've got other receivers. They got Shador. Yeah. yeah. Shador is the key to this team, right? Mm-hmm. Travis Hunter is, is an anomaly. He's like Shohei. But anyway, I, I do think that that, that storyline might be a little overblown. I just think that this is a much bigger thing than just Travis Hunter. We're going to see. Like, we're going to see what if if there really is a true talent discrepancy. Yes. And I think it's more actually about depth than it would be about the starters. Like, Colorado's starters, I think, are – I don't know if in the trenches, that's what well, that's, that's a, what Dion said. You know, they're yeah, not big enough up front yet and – and we're going to see. But that's always the thing about any team, you know, when you're trying to knock off one of these massive Power yeah. 5 schools. It's the depth. It's like one guy goes out. Like, who's Travis Hunter? Travis Hunter's backup. There's no chance he's going to be as good as Travis Hunter, right? Well, right. But also, too, I mean, I think a bigger issue is the line, the size of the lines. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we all expected the defensive line to blow out Colorado's offensive line. Their line looks amazing. And their defensive line, you should be able to run right over them, right? TCU ran all over yep. them. So then the next week, Nebraska couldn't run at all. It's really interesting. I, I'm so psyched for this game. It's a great college football weekend, but it, I'm all about 3.30. I know. I'm actually kind of glad, selfishly, on the East Coast, this game is not starting at 10.30 at night. I didn't factor that in when I became a Ducks fan, that on the weekends I would also have to mm. be staying up until the game <laughs> ended until 2.30 in the morning. I mean, I was in I, the Colorado-Colorado State game. I was snoozing. Yeah, but they don't put the ducks at, at ten o'clock though. They're, they're almost usually, always yeah. they're almost always in the primetime window. Yeah, you're fine. I mean, you're gonna have some boring games like the Stanford game. That's you're not gonna. Well, you know, that's when you uh, celebrate them pouring it on. <laughs> I don't even know if that game's on TV, Maggie. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna somewhere. arrange your whole weekend around here. I'll find a, a legal stream through Kazakhstan or something. I don't know. I'll figure out a way to watch the game. I know a guy. <laughs> Believe me, I know two guys. Wait, wait, wait. Is that part? Of, you have to watch every Oregon game now. Uh, no, I'm choosing to. Did you watch every that, Cal game last year? That's called being a fan. Did you watch any Cal game? <laughs> hey, <laughs> I watched her play Colorado. No, wait, wait, wait. There <laughs> was won. one. There was one really good Cal game last year. Yeah, Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Notre that Dame. That was close. Was that overtime or just a close ending? Actually, I think they lost a couple. Man, no- <laughs> November fourth, California at Oregon. That is the Maggie Gray Bowl. Now it is. <laughs> Little did they know, or me. Um, speaking of teams, I'm a fan of. This one was at the same time shocking and also kind of predictable. And that is a unnamed 29-year-old Bills fan. Uh, I can't even say had a little too much to drink. This guy had a little too much of everything. I don't know why you need to be this stone to watch the Bills. I know sometimes it can be hard to watch the team. Sunday was fine. <laughs> but do you really need to be not only drinking – but also be on a combination of LSD, cocaine, and marijuana. Yes. <laughs> now that's the real Buffalo yeah. triple down. I mean, what do you call that? God, what happened is that's getting, the real Bills special. Getting obscenely <laughs> drunk at football games and jumping through a table. That's not enough to keep you interested. No. <laughs> you have to add more things in here. Lighting yourself on fire and jumping through a table. Not enough for Bills fans, at least not this one Bills fan who, according to the Erie County Sheriff's Department, climbed over a 10 foot fence that was housing the construction of the new stadium, which is going to be right next to the old stadium. 
He got, found his way into an on-site porta potty, which hadn't been emptied in a while. So he decided to get all up in the porta potty oh. with all the excrement and human waste that is in a porta potty, and then fell down a hole. In the porta potty? Nope. In the construction site. Oh. Got himself out of the porta potty. He's naked, he's high as the sky, and fell into a hole. Wait, did you just introduce that he was naked, or was that earlier? Oh, I'm sorry. What Did I not mention he was naked? He <laughs> yeah, was yeah, totally yeah. naked. I, just, I missed that part. No, I thought I, I think I would remember that. <laughs> no, he was wearing Where Zubaz pants. Of course he was naked. Do you think this, this story could have been any other way but him being absolutely naked? What, what is going on? What time of day was this? This was during the game? <laughs> They're not sure how long <laughs> no, don't he say. was in the hole. They don't know how, when he <laughs> fell into the hole? Uh, no, but it took 20 minutes for rescue teams to get him out of the hole. All right. No one knows how long he was trapped in the hole, uh, but the first call came in around 12, 18 p.m. local time. This is a daytime situation, guys. This is not a nighttime thing. This is a, You wake up and you put a little LSD in your coffee, apparently, and cocaine. I mean, we found this guy. actually might have been a night before time that extended into the daytime. I mean, we don't know how long he was in the hole. He could have been on a bender for days. Who knows? You guys eating like a hundred bucks worth of pot yeah, and like thirty bucks worth of shrooms, man. So I'm gonna need that hundred thirty buck. You know, never get a chance. That that's not really cool, man. This dude was on everything. Everything, and the Bills won. I mean, maybe that makes it better or worse. I'm not sure. I don't know why you would take LSD before going to a football game. I don't know. Don't, I haven't done that drug. I'm not sure. But it's like, is this guy Hunter S. Thompson? Like, why do you need to be on that kind of mind-altering drug to go to a sporting event? Feels like a waste. I don't know. I don't know. feel like there's probably, well, there's a lot of weed at these sporting events. That's Well, that, okay. But that's legal in feel many like, states. Yeah, yeah. I feel like cocaine is definitely part of the sporting experience these days. Interesting. But uh, the LSD is different, like, because you you want to get fired up. You don't want to trip. <laughs> well, the other part, too, and again, like, I just like what I know from movies and stuff, which is, is this a place you want to take LSD and then be walking around with people, like, in face paint and, like, wearing weird costumes and, like, that? It seems like it'd be some kind of horror freak show. Yeah, no, I, I guess... I have no idea. I cannot put my mind. I my, my I can't put myself in this guy's shoes or lack of shoes in this case. <laughs> Can you put him yourself in his like poop covered body? Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So, by the way, and Go Bills. I, I haven't really been to a Bills game in a while. Is this what the Bills Mafia is doing now? Yeah, or is he an outlier? No, this is it. <laughs> this is. I haven't seen anyone well, jump to a table. Not. Are they still doing that? Yeah, definitely. Or do they wait till later in the year? It's become ho hum over there. Jumping through a burning table is just kind of like. Every day, all day, 20 people do it every game. Yeah, you really got to do something else to stand out. I mean, you guys, like, cover people with, like, ketchup and mustard. That one's getting a little old, too. I mean, maybe this that is... That sounds fun. <laughs> this is this guy just raising the stakes, like, up in the ante for the rest of Bill's Mafia. So, there's your, your marching orders. Maggie, here you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go back in. How do you beat this one? It'd be the first time for me on a lot of these things. What could go wrong? I really don't... <laughs> I don't know why you have to get this zooted yeah. to watch a football game. Yeah, I mean, listen, still probably, that guy is probably, I'd say, 
Somewhere between the 10 and 30 percentile of uh, uncouth Eagles fans. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I feel like the biggest regrets I have sometimes after sporting events is like, boy, shouldn't have had that second plate of wings or nachos. Not, boy, shouldn't have gotten all hopped up on LSD yeah. and cocaine, jumped over a fence into a construction site, went into the porta potty, rubbed poop and pee all over myself, and then fell in a hole. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's going to lead to a case of the Mondays. <laughs> don't put that on your to-do list. So. <laughs> no. Thank you to the Bills for always keeping it interesting. That guy could be a Halloween costume for somebody. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Man. All right. Well, I mean, an Eagles fan ate horse poop after they won the Super Bowl, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Bills fans, Eagles fans, Jets fans, all ridiculous. All the same. No, no, no. Eagles fans are mean. Yes, that's true. Bills fans, Bills fans are, are not crazy. Mean. Yeah. Uh, Jets think... fans are just unlikable. I, I don't know. <laughs> how would you describe Jets fans? There's a lot in this fans? studio, and one's our producer. I mean, I used to be unlikable. Now, I'm all about those cheese fans. <laughs> no, but at the stadium, Jets fans are very, very unlikable. I, I think everybody can, even Jets fans will admit that. I think that they're just sad. Jets. I no, no, be, I, used to, I used to be that. I they're be nasty. Jets. Jets oh, game. yeah, you left the Jets and went yeah. to the Steelers. Samter yeah. just jumped off the Jets and went to the Chiefs. You know what? I'm glad to meet somebody else who's done that yeah. because it's just better better for our By the way, it's can we uh, give some Steelers fans some credit for chanting Nick Chubb's name after he got hurt last night? Classic. I was actually that really was surprised by Like That wouldn't happen in Philadelphia in 50 million years. Not I, in the 100,000 years. I think in Buffalo they would. They would. Buffalo, yeah, they yeah. seem to have some friendliness. Unless it was Tom Brady. Yeah, but obviously Andy Dalton is more popular in Buffalo as a busy help them get to the playoffs. Once yeah, there's like a wing on a hospital yeah. named after Andy Dalton because yeah. of the Bills fans. But I got to tell you, Philadelphia, they would never cheer a Cowboy. Where in Pittsburgh, that was like genuine emotion. I, I kind of got not choked up, but that was really cool. I thought that was a nice classy move. And then, of course, they rebound with a fire Canada chant, and that is yeah. their offensive coordinator. So there's still a, a little dog in them. A move, which I think they need to do. I think. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. They should have done it before the yeah. season started. I agree with that, too. I was actually, I was following the game. Dexter's on, wearing a Pittsburgh Steelers hat, by the way. I was following the game on social media, and I started seeing all these Canadian flags going up and down. And I was like, what is a Canadian flag? Does Canada have a big Canadian? I, I mean, does Pittsburgh have a Canadian lineman or something? <laughs> then I realized it's everybody wanted to fire Matt Canada, <laughs> the, uh, the OC. I'm so, trying to think when the last time Canada was this unlikable. Gosh. They pride <laughs> themselves sure. on being friendly people. Yeah. I think South Park, the movie. <laughs> yeah, probably. Blame Canada. Canada. for an Oscar. Yeah. Wait, so Dexter, I picked the Steelers to go to the Super Bowl. Did you? Yeah, I was, I was, I was high LSD, <laughs> covered in poop. <laughs> All right, that explains it. I, I do think, I think TJ Watt in that defense is easily good enough to win a Super Bowl. No doubt in my mind. I don't know about the offense. Well, not with, not with Matt Canada coaching the offense. Why can't Matt Canada run a normal run play on third and one? What is he? Is he have to run it like a jet sweep? He's like the dumber little brother of Sean McVay. Yeah, he's hurting. <laughs> he's hurting Najee Harris. He's the whole run game. Nobody's thriving off of it. Pickens, uh, yeah, I'm very disappointed in Matt Canada. Absolutely. They're averaging nine and a half points a game. Three, we were debating games. who's more of a worry, Matt Canada, well, Matt Canada, or is is Kenny Pickett taking a step back? I think more of the concern for me is Canada. I think, and maybe I'm being a little bit biased. Yeah, I'm just a, wait, they're going to get a new too. guy in there. And I loved Pickett. I thought the small hands thing was stupid. I and, think so, too. And I was behind him, but uh, that was a weak quarterback draft. I don't know if maybe people were seeing what they wanted to see a little bit. 
Maybe a new offensive coordinator. It's not like he doesn't have weapons, though, and still can't get the ball to them. Well, that's the thing. Some of the throws looked really bad, yeah. Maggie, and some of the decision-making, too. And, like, I, I didn't – and, look, I'm a little biased. I'm a pit alum, so I'm a little biased there, too. But I thought he'd be better coming in this year. People were hyped off the preseason. We could pump the brakes Bulls on that. Gold. Yes. Give, give it two weeks. He'll be a pro bowler again. He's got the Raiders <laughs> and the Texans high. coming up. Yeah. He's going to destroy those teams. I – I hope so. I mean, this was the Browns. You saw that Browns defense. That is a nasty defense. No, they are. Yeah. And the Niners are even worse. The Raiders, I'm sorry, Stu. Like, the Raiders will fix anything here. I just have faith in them. <laughs> Another primetime game for Kenny Pickett, Sunday night against Stu's Raiders. That's Sunday night? That yes, is sir. A, that is a bad matchup. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> Stu, are you looking forward to this as much as Perloff? I actually feel more confident about this one than the, than the Bills. Than the Bills, yeah. Oh, you're home. At home. Home opener, yeah. Now, there's going to be a lot of Steelers fans there. That's the one thing that you're going to get from Vegas is you're going to get a lot of traveling fans from different teams. So we'll yeah. see. What's the over-under on how many fans uh, are high on LSD cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> what is Vegas? Put poop all over themselves. I mean, that's just like a Tuesday afternoon in Las Vegas. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Uh, coming up, we do get to the bottom of a question we've had since Sunday night. We finally get the answer. We'll do that after this CBS Sports update. Here's Dexter Henry. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Things getting chippy between Brandon Staley and a reporter after the Chargers lost in overtime to the Tennessee Titans. He was asked after the game, Perloff, if um, this is a bit of a carryover to from how the Chargers lost in the playoffs, which was blowing a 24-point lead to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now they've you know, uh, had a chance to win the game against Miami, couldn't do it. Had a chance to win against the Titans, couldn't do it. So here's Staley going back and forth with a reporter. It has nothing to do with the Jacksonville game. It's a convenient storyline for you and for everybody else, but it's not the truth. The men in that locker room, they are finishers and they have what it takes, and we're excited to prove ourselves. Yeah, we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So how do you think the mood is? How do you think the mood is? How do you think it is? It's it's just so funny because it's such the perfect name, you know? It's like, how do you think the mood is, Jeff? <laughs> and my brother is a Jeff, so I feel like I can say, how, how do you think the mood is, Jeff? <laughs> it's such a good one to accent it on. But Staley was getting prickly Perloff. Do you think he had a reason to? No. He, I, the whole problem is, why do they keep on letting receivers run past their defensive backs? Like, who's a, who's a defensive coordinator? Is it? I don't know if he defensive coordinates, whatever. The coaching staff on the defensive side of the ball is failing so badly. That's here. him. He was brought in yeah. to be the. He is know, the defensive I guy. I don't know if he play calls on those or why the safeties just keep on. They, I mean, they're way in front of the deep receivers. It's really, really bizarre. Uh, I mean, they do have a chance to get right. They have the Vikings in Minnesota. It's kind of a tough game. Then and the Vikings host, are desperate. They're zero. Yeah. Also. Then they host the Raiders, and then they host the Cowboys. The thing is, Herbert looks pretty, pretty good. So there, I wouldn't write off the whole season just yet, but it's getting pretty close. You want to know what this is? This is the makings at times of coaches who are feeling it. When you start getting chippy with the media, and I know some coaches just do that, know. you know, like Hall of Fame coaches do that. But when you start getting chippy like that, it's like you feel the narrative starting to build against you. And yeah, great. we just lost a game in overtime, Jeff. So. <laughs> Come on, Jeff. How do you think we feel? Yeah, I mean, Jeff, he's got the... He's got a two game, the Cowboys and the Chiefs. If he loses both of those, I would assume they fire him before the Bears game. So that'll be week one, week three, four, five, so six. So who do you elevate, though? Kellen Moore? 
anybody. Yeah, Kellen Moore, uh, special teams coach. I mean, I think if they go like one and five, I think he's gone. I think he's the first one gone because there's no reason they should be losing, right? Talent wise, absolutely. Keenan not. Is, Although some of their free agency, you know, choices have not really paid off. J.C. Jackson has not been good oh, yeah. for them. Khalil Mack hasn't been amazing for them. If you have a healthy Keenan Allen and Justin Herber, though, you sh- you're scoring 35 points a game. You should not be 0-2. Oh, that, I agree with you. Yeah, especially at home. Uh, this will be really interesting. Then again, watch it. This is the Chargers. Don't expect them to follow any reasonable trajectory. They can <laughs> easily beat the Chiefs or something crazy like that. I mean, Eckler's going to be out for a bit, so don't expect them to get any better from that standpoint either. How I, Eckler's on my fantasy team. How long is uh, – what are you hearing? <laughs> because I, I heard he could play last week. He's just sort of holding out. For I mean, it might be the whole NFL, NFLPA thing where <laughs> yeah. it's just like, you know, over-exaggerating his injuries. Yeah. I don't think Nick Chubb was over-exaggerating what happened yesterday. I don't think Saquon Barkley is over-exaggerating, although Brian Dayball today not totally ruling out Saquon to play Thursday night against the 49ers. That's a terrible idea. He's not going to play. That but was... that's like leaving Daniel Jones in for that fourth quarter against the Cowboys when you've already taken out They've both already your starting done this. tackles. You might as well do it again. So dumb. Mark is in California if he plays. Uh, Mark, how are you, dude? You know what? I'm good. But um, man, Deshaun Watson's trash. Um, yeah. <laughs> so doesn't look good. The thing is, is I think this could be the worst trade in NFL history. I mean, you take a look at some of the worst trades: Herschel Walker and the Vikings, right? Yep. You know, Indianapolis they traded for Trent Richardson. Uh, Ricky Williams, yep. uh, even Trey Lance. I mean, for Trey Lance, at least played and showed promises. It's just he wasn't being used. But they gave all this. They traded for him, and then they gave him a massive contract. It's like let it play out and then trade for him. But two face mask penalties in the game. I think he's the only quarterback in NFL history I've seen get yes. two face mask penalties. I've never, I, honestly, never Mark, I'm it. so glad you brought that up because I, I even tweeted out during the game, I can't remember one. I can't remember a, a quarterback getting an unnecessary roughness call. <laughs> I'm sure Philip Rivers probably did at some point. He's the one person. All right, but Stefanski, it's going to cost him his job. They just lost their best weapon to Nick Chubb. Uh, Jerome Ford is a decent compliment, but and Cleveland's defense is decent. It's not like oh, I 10, think they're but good. It's like it, it, it could win them some games. You know what I mean? But Watson's play is just, I mean, awful. Seven touchdowns, five picks. Three fumbles in the yeah. season already. One moment was thrown for a touchdown. Like he's just—I just think when he grabbed the face mask, I think he just wasn't fast enough. He's lost his speed. Uh, it's been yeah, two the strip sack at, at the end of the game that led to the touchdown that sealed it. I mean, for for right. the Steelers, that was—that's not something we're used to with Deshaun Watson when he was at his peak. Uh, Mark, thank you for the phone call. Appreciate that. One thing is, he is hard to bring down. That was there was a and the fact that he had two face masks. Points to how physical he was, and yeah. like he that was whole trying, game was physical. he was desperately trying to make something happen. Like I, I think that listen, I'm not defending Deshaun Watson, but he was trying to make plays. Like he could have gone down, but there was one time where Highsmith had him lined up, tackled, random full, and Watson just didn't go down. But he's not running the offense. He's not finding guys. Like he's never. Is there any rhythm or any easy no, plays ever? Absolutely once in a not. While, and but. once Chubb went out of the game, it was like, I mean, again, Ford was fine and good, yeah. but. You know, missing throws. He still has a big arm, but... He hit Cooper on some pretty... Like, they kept pinning him around the one or two-yard line. He kept throwing his way out of there. But then they couldn't sustain drives. Very interesting. Could it be? Could it go down as the worst trade in the history of the NFL? The the Russell Wilson is also... Russell Wilson and him, maybe... Now, the Jets were smart. Yeah, but they're only going to lose a second-round pick. 
Uh, so I don't think that's going to kill them. Yeah, this, these all three are pretty bad. I mean, maybe we let it play out a little bit. That was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's won 21 straight Monday night games. Cleveland could be okay, but there were so many injuries last night. I mean, listen, if the defense is good like you say they are and the Ford kid is good, yeah. they can win some games without Deshaun Watson being an all-pro. Well, it turns out I think Kareem Hunt is going to be – they're going to look to sign him. Or at he's least he's already the there visiting with them right now. Yeah, he's there visiting. So that makes a little bit of sense. Let's get to our shot of the day. He shoots! And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. We love Casamigos around here. Today's shot of the day uh, comes from earlier in the show when one of the widows in the YouTube chat challenged me to a bet that if my Oregon Ducks lose to Oregon State in the Civil War, that I should have to dress up like a lumberjack. And then we start talking about what that costume would look like. It's an axe. You could carry an axe. Who cares? You're not going to use it on someone. Can you carry around an axe? I don't I think mean, so. Yeah, if you saw someone walking down the street with an axe, you're running in the opposite direction. Exactly. I'm not in the, in the woods. This Shitty. isn't the woods. I have to bring it into the studio. <laughs> what are you talking about? An axe is not that scary. There's an axe literally 50 yards from us right now. I know, and it's behind glass that I think you're supposed to like only break glass in emergency type thing. No one's in charge around this place. We could totally take that back. <laughs> I, I would completely. Look around you. Is there anybody who... Who's going to yell at us? I can't bring an axe on a subway. I wouldn't even get on the A-train without, without an, an axe. axe. <laughs> have you been on the A-train lately? <laughs> yes. Are you crazy to have one or crazy not to have an I just, axe on You know, the you could. <laughs> Still can't answer that question. Not really sure. Meanwhile, we'll see what happens. But I have accepted that bet that if Oregon loses to Oregon State, I will dress up as a lumberjack. I okay. Guess. I'm Googling whether you can carry an axe in New York City. Okay, what do they say? Uh, no, I can't find anything yet, but there's an old rule. You cannot enter a national forest that has a fire risk without an axe. You're supposed without to have Without one? Yeah, you're supposed to have an axe so you can break up a fire. Oh. So... Hold on, how is an axe yeah. going to break up a fire? Hold on a second. Just adding wood to the Kindle. Um, yeah, I mean, I... You never, you guys are like a little naive on axes. Axes are a very common tool. Okay, but how does an axe put out a fire? Uh, okay, hold on, I lost and, it. And how is an axe a common tool in Manhattan? Well, yeah, in I'm any not city about at all, with, maybe with like in, three trees in the entire area. It's always stories that end really, really badly. When this there's is. An axe uh, I feel like I remember a story where some guy was wielding an axe in Midtown Manhattan yes. and like got taken down by the cops. I feel like that happens okay. all the time. Here's why. For many years, there was a requirement for visiting the National Forest in fire season. Everyone who visited was required to carry a shovel, an axe, and a bucket. If a big fire broke out, one could be drafted into a firefighting brigade. So, <laughs> duh. You have to have an axe. What if you get drafted into a firefighting brigade? You know what's funny? is like, okay, so that was back in the day. You actually had useful tools that could help if something happens. Now, what do we have? We have idiots in these national parks who, when they see a wild animal, like run up to the animal to try to get a selfie. Yeah, I know. Like, we've gotten so much dumber as a society, you know? I don't know what year this was, and this is some Reddit thread that could be completely made up. But that being said, <laughs> I don't think an axe is such an outrageous thing. I, I'm I, scared by that. I'm scared that it, you don't think an axe is an outrageous thing. Well, if we in go this out, setting, not living out where in the suburbs. 
So if we go to a steak dinner and I ask for a steak knife, are you going to leave because you're terrified? <laughs> no, but if you no. walk out of the restaurant with a steak with knife it. and start yeah. walking in the street with it, then maybe, yeah. If you start walking down the street with a steak knife from the steakhouse, I'd be like, I got to go. Pearl off's on one. If I go to Bed it's Bath & Beyond. It's all that Be- cocaine and to- LSD he's been doing around the Pills games. If I go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy a new kitchen knife, Am I going to? Uh, am no, I going to freak you out? If you went to Bed Bath and Beyond right now, I'd be shocked because they don't exist anymore. So that would be oh, yeah. really scary. You'd be on some <laughs> crazy kind of LSD. Okay. Is that it? No more Bed Bath and Beyond. Gone. That's Is it? it really? Can you order on? Uh, that's right. I, I no, do. No, no, no. Overstock.com bought the bought the name Bed Bath and Beyond. What if you put the knife or the axe in a case, like a leather case, and then and you're put just walking around with it? Put it in your backpack. Why does that have to be a leather case? That not that typically, I think that's where you would put a knife. Or Wait, a... did you ever walk around New York with a knife? No. Well, oh. why would I do that? But if I put it <laughs> I in a know. case. Because I mean, you're like, it's so it's so normal. Everyone would Well, if I had a knife, if I had a big knife and I, there's like leather cases. I mean, yeah, I know. Chuck. And put it in my backpack. I don't think it's a big deal. Is it? No, no if it's in your backpack, it's a little bit different. So when you carry the axe in, assuming that somehow <laughs> Oregon State upsets Oregon, you're not going to just carry it out in the open with blood dripping down. It's put it in a, <laughs> in a bag. Put it in a duffel bag. Don't you have a duffel bag? Uh, not one that carries axes. Just put a little cover on the axe. Oh, man. Well, if I can't buy one at Bed Bath & Beyond, I don't even know where I'd get in it. <laughs> Let alone an axe cover to put in your <laughs> yeah, duffel <exactly>. bag. Exactly. <laughs> without Bed Bath & Beyond, this whole plan is foiled. Uh, thank you to Mike Samter. Thank you to Stu Kovacs. Thank you to Sean King, to Stuart Mandel, to the Weedos, the Purple Drinkers. We will see you tomorrow. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's gonna go! Alvarez ties the game! Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.